Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Great. Rock and we're rolling. Fabulosity. Hello! And welcome back to TFNP 30 Flirty and Perishing with me, Sophie Lyons, and you, Clara Kavner! <laughs> wow, take it to the high heavens, Sophie. <laughs> Sorry, I've watched the Apprentice finale and they had uh, one of the people who'd gotten knocked out previously to present them in their final presentation and he did it like, welcome to the <laughs> ring, he did it like that. Like the boxing man. You know, the guy who's in, in the red corner. Coming in at 5,000 stone. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> and four foot two, it's Sophie Lyons. <laughs> 30 Flirty and Perishing is on the pulse of everything that you're talking about. What you're talking about on your way to work in the morning when you've just gotten up and you're looking at that bright, bright fluorescent screen trying to figure out what the hot goss is that's what we are talking about every week and in bite-sized chunks so it's digestible and you don't stop listening Mm -hmm. coming up today on our new episode we hope you're listening in a nice comfy place where you can hear us properly we will be discussing Gwyneth Gwenny Gwenny's courtroom drama with who seems to be a bit of a fame whore um, on the <laughs> prosecution side, um, I will be discussing a topic that Clara hasn't has no knowledge of. It is some mysterious photos of the Pope, Pope Francis, uh. in some fashion clobber, <laughs> and where that's going in the future. But first, and not least, let's go into Jadoring to test. Clara, kick it off. What are you jadoring and jadesting? I am jadoring, loving. My parents were over for the weekend and it was just oh. a fantastic weekend. And so it was just so nice. They haven't been over to London since last year. So they haven't seen the new house. They saw the kitchen. They mum was full of ideas. So it was just so nice having them here. They stayed in a really nice Airbnb around the corner, which is kind of like a museum. It was super cool. Got to explore like Peckham. And he's Dulwich. We went to go see that Paul Meskel play, Streetcar Named Desire. Oh. I'm seeing it this oh week. Oh my God. If if there are any tickets left, I think it's right, they've threw, thrown it on for another week. And I haven't, like the last two times, a bit of, the last few bits of theatre I've seen have been Hamilton. And then three years before that was Hamilton. I haven't seen anything else for Hamilton in three years. Just saw it twice. <laughs> Um, so I haven't seen like a play in a long time. I like That's not true. You saw Mamma Mia. Oh, forgive me. <laughs> Sorry, caught red She's answers. you, thespian. <laughs> Sorry. I knew that felt wrong. Proper Shakespeare. So I've seen, yeah, Shakespeare of the modern age. <laughs> Shakespeare, here we go again. <laughs> Sorry, I 
okay. Well, I have. I I mean, that's been musicals, but I haven't been to like a physical play in a long time, and um, it's an incredible piece of theatre. Paul Mescal is amazing. The acting is just, he's this like menacing animal and the whole cast is phenomenal. So maybe I'm just really enjoying that. That's what I've heard. It was just fun filled weekend and it was just so nice to show them around the new neighbourhood and just laugh along the way. So it's great. Oh, it's really fun. That's such a nice one. That's such a warm and fuzzy way to start your week. It really was. And it was like nice on Sunday or sorry, it was really nice on Monday being like, oh my God, I'm not really hung over and tired. Like I'm actually functional. So that was refreshing. And productive, I would assume. Yeah. And like no fear. No. Oh, Shador. What are you loving or hating during your testing? I told you briefly just before this record, but I didn't give you any details. I, I've i started watching the Real Housewives of New York franchise. Um, I'm already on season three. And it was something I had in my bucket list for a while. Yeah. That I wanted to get into this franchise. And I finally started it. It is so much better than Beverly Hills. Whoa. Is that with Bethany Frankel? Correct. And I did it um, from the very first episode. And I just watched an episode there when I was doing some admin. It's like a famous episode that they always refer to. And I just finished it and I'm still high from it. <laughs> One of the cast members basically has a nervous breakdown on a trip. Oh gosh. Like on screen. Yeah. And she's just losing it. And I've always heard about it and I still feel high from adrenaline from it. If, if anyone hasn't hasn't watched that arm of the franchise, I would highly recommend. It's oh. so much better. <laughs> wow. It's so much better. Is it all on Hey You? Yeah. Wow. I'm kind of panting thinking about it. Like, I can't stop. <laughs> I'm just thinking about watching it later now. <laughs> panting. Gosh. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, besides that, I'm just loving that the clocks... I know. ...have changed. And we have more light. I still, every time it does it, it does it twice a year and I'm still confused. Like, I, even now, like it, like, it doesn't feel that late. There was no press about it this year. No. I thought it was next weekend or this coming weekend. I thought it was the weekend where it was like the first of April. My mum always reminds me and she didn't. And I didn't realise. That's your press. <laughs> yeah. She's my source of press. <laughs> so, yeah, but loving that otherwise. That... Real Housewives of New York. Happy Sophie. <laughs> Amazing. That was short and sweet. Thank you so much for telling me about your wonderful parents visiting us. And now on to the meaty section. <laughs> Clara, I'm dying to hear about your topic. At the time we're, reco- we're recording this on a Thursday... And I think as we speak, the lawyers are going into their closing arguments in the trial of the century. Like, move out of the way, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. The new most absurd court case is gracing our social media feeds uh, between Terry Sanderson and Miss Gwyneth Paltrow, a firm favourite of our podcast at the moment. And the whole trial, I feel in every video I watch... It seems so farcical, like, and it's just this, I think, like, a perfect storm of elements. Like, it's a ridiculous incident where both of them are just p- playing the blame game, set in a ridiculous setting. 
in a stunning wooden courtroom with the most amazing outfits. I just... She's getting so much for her outfits. Oh my God, they're selling out everywhere. The She's in one scene with the big kind of 70s... Scenes. <laughs> with the 70s glasses where she's kind of like looking over the behind her lawyer and the polo kind of cable knit cream jumper. It's $595, can't get it anywhere. God, imagine she wore something fully branded. She should have known. So the case in a nutshell, I think everyone's up to date with it by now, but Terry Sanderson, the optometrist, 76, tried to sue Gwyneth for $3 million. $3.1 million. $3.1 million. For a ski accident that happened in 2016. He's claiming she smashed into him. She's claiming the opposite. And... The judge threw out the 3.1 million was like, that's ridiculous. So he's able to reduce that to 10% of what it is. So he's suing for 300k. She is counter suing for $1 plus legal fees. The the case itself, I think, we were all kind of following it. And it just started with her amazing outfits. And then things started like rumbling along with uh, with his lawyer. So I would argue the flirtation began when Gwyneth took to the stand. When his lawyer, I was watching it thinking that it was her lawyer, but no, 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 it's Terry Sanderson's lawyer. Kristen Van Orman had Gwyneth up on the stage. And like, there's always this like... (laughs) Oh my God, I'm actually not doing that on purpose. But there's all her interactions. You can see that Gwyneth is like, oh my God, why am I here? And you can see that she's like angrily pouting and answering the questions over and over again. And like the que- the line of questioning goes down into like, are you friends with Taylor Swift? And did you get the idea for the $1? Oh, it's my favourite. And like, have you sent Taylor Swift like sexual gifts, i.e. stuff from Goop? We're talking about a ski crash in Utah. What does Taylor Swift's dildo got to do with anything? But um, Kristen is like talking to Gwyneth on the stage, um, on the what is it called? Stand. Stand. <laughs> Saying like, oh, like how high, how tall are you? What's your height? And she's like, oh, I'm 5'10". It's like, oh, I'm so jealous of you. And then I think, I don't know when it's trying to like undermine her, but she was like, what did you say your name was? And she's like, my name's Kristen. I was like, Kristen? Like, is it Kristen? And I, you know, I think she was just trying to like, the, the mind games, the, the tit for tats are just. It's flirty. It's setting this case alight. I just think it's mental. It's just so strange what's going on then terry takes to the stand and in come even more amazing quotes so terry looks to me like i don't know the verdict could probably be out by the time this episode comes out but terry to me sounds like an absolute spoofer bad actor both their cases i feel like the whole thing should be thrown out because it's just one mega rich out of touch celebrity mixed with a guy who really does look like his claims are false but look, what will come out will come out. But they're getting to him describe like the actual crash. And he's there reenacting this like a blood curdling scream and that he doesn't like to talk about it. And he's trying to get, make himself get emotional about it. He's like, I don't really like to talk about it. And then just goes on talking about it normally. <laughs> none of it really is. He's not selling it. So after the accident, that so they bring out a woman who works for like the ski patrol to the stand and was like, well, why did, he had a concussion? Like, why didn't you pursue like the accident more? Or why didn't you take the accident more seriously? And she was like, well, no, he said he was fine. Normally it's like a, it's a very well-to-do ski resort. It's called the Deer Valley Resort in mm. Utah. And I was like, we take these claims really seriously. Like I would have had a helicopter 
on the mountain or if it looked like his injuries were more serious. He said he was fine. He said, I'm Grant. Apparently he apologised to Gwyneth Paltrow at the time. I don't know if I'm on her side at all. It seems like they both weren't looking where they're going and they both just crashed and they're trying to uh, sue each other. And Terry Sanderson, after the accident, in an attempt to reassure his daughters he was okay, wrote them an email with the subject line, I'm famous. So I heard this bit and then I saw that they were like, what's that about? And he said his personality or something. Has changed. And he said, my head is so scrambled. My head is scrambled. So, and that's why he refused the help and everything. He just said, oh, like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Now he's claiming... It's just, it's just the claims are ridiculous. So... Oh, Terry. She's saying she didn't cause the accident. The effects aren't as bad as his claims. And he, Terry Sanderson, is like an obsessed man taking advantage of her celebrity and someone who he knows is wealthy. But he's pursuing the case because of a cascading events that followed the incident, his post-concussion symptoms, and then now he's in a bid to write the accusations of he's exploiting her fame. He wants to, that's why he's pursuing it. So he said he's, (laughs) he's had a loss of joie de vivre. That's the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Even though... Can I sue any previous employer for that? <laughs> really? Yeah, I know. For... Because he, he, no, he no longer enjoys his wine tasting. He's become a self-imposed recluse. Even though since 2016, he's been on holidays to Machu Picchu in Peru, Morocco, and all over Europe. And these are like camel riding, big glamorous holidays, ski, more skiing, oh, big glamorous holidays all over Europe. Mr. So Sanderson. Like that is Joie de Vivre. Hello, traveling. Camels. Camels. He's compared Gwyneth Paltrow to Jeffrey Epstein. What? He has, he called her a King Kong uh, slash Godzilla. So he's saying all this mad stuff in a bid to it to show that his mind has been scrambled since the the instant joie de vivre is the best thing ever i know but then my favorite bit was when um they go to gwyneth like well the her, his lawyer christian went to gwyneth so what what are the losses you've suffered and gwyneth goes well i lost a half a day of skiing <laughs> the way her mouth goes down well, it was like she's trying to hold in a smile, being like, "This is so ridiculous." I didn't realize it was twenty sixteen. It was a long time ago. So he is pursuing. He is in hot pursuit. What are your thoughts? If Terry Sanderson was my dad, I don't know why he would pursue this because this is the best court case since Vardy and Rooney. No, oh, it is simpler to Vardy. It's like you know, as the the plaintiff. You know that all your skeletons in the closet are going to come out, i.e. the email that says, I'm famous, i.e. all the photos of you on holiday saying that you've lost your joie de vivre. I think it's very silly to think that you're going up against all this scrutiny and it's not just as easy as, oh, she's a multi-bajillionaire, I'm going to win. I don't know where his logic is just because she's suing him for a dollar and legal fees. Her legal fees would be insane. Exactly. That 300k that he will win is going to pale in comparison because you've got the legal costs of a multi-year lawsuit. This is 2016. It's now 20, uh, 2023. 
so apparently Gwyneth has like private security detail that goes into his bill and they're getting all these experts to come onto the trial so and they cost money so uh, Gwyneth chose not to have her husband on the stand so they could have time for more experts so like you know her costs are going through the roof so he's just like and for what five minutes of fame like two minutes of fame and everyone thinking you're a fucking idiot it's like you like what's 300k if you weren't if the cut if the oh my god i nearly said the coach my mind if the judge threw out your 3.1 million and said 300k like what's the point you're 76 what is the point of bankrupting yourself it's for suing for damages that won't even pay the legal fees if you lose Stupid. He must be really stubborn or mm, proud. Is reimagining stuff, yeah. And I know it's like a real David and Goliath, and he is trying to go up against a, a big celebrity, but like the PR alone that Gwyneth is earning from this, I think, yeah, he has to zoom out because she's getting even more traction to Goop. You know, Goop's getting mentioned everywhere. Her, She's now a complete clothes horse with all this fashion. I'm sure stylists are begging her to wear oh god yeah. and designers and fashion houses are begging her to wear to complete this true detective narrative and now like it just seems like i cannot wait for the videos of these closing arguments it's honestly going to be a scene out of like uh, you know to kill a mockingbird with like atticus finch or it's gonna be like you know a le- legally blonde it's just gonna be the showdown of the century of these two lawyers arguing a ridiculous case that should have just been you know i've bumped into people on ski slopes before and it's just like it's part and parcel like you're both sliding down a mountain at great speeds probably on ice like you know it's not like it doesn't sound like it was intentional on either side so just like let it fucking go i just think he's an opportunist and i understand it's like david and goliath but i just think you know you're biting off you're cutting off your nose to spite your face I think skiing's just at your own risk, like. Yeah, and I don't think you should be allowed to sue other people. Can you do it in Europe? I wonder. Like maybe America's just such a hot spot for legal fees, but like, it's just it's the gift that keeps on giving. I'm so sad it's le- it's finishing tonight. I know it's like Wimbledon. It is, and it's just so short lived, and it's just it's the court case of the decade it's it's blown um because i felt like the the amber heard johnny depp one was very like icky and dark and like while it was ridiculous of course the, the whole thing was clouded in like oh my god you're as bad as each other can you not just do this in private i don't want to know about shitting on a bed whereas this is like they're talking about a nine thousand dollar food bill and are you a good tipper and oh i need to go into this is she a good tipper so basically during the flirting dance between Kristen Orman and um or Kristen Van Orman and Gwyneth Paltrow she was like oh so there's been like a big bill on food I see you spent like nine nine thousand dollars on food and drink and you must have been having a great holiday and like I'm sure you're a good tipper I bet you are babes they're saying Marissa Tomei should play Kristen yes yeah and Gwyneth Paltrow or should she play herself Who would play her? Only Gwenny could get her pout down. Maybe Rachel McAdams. Oh, I like that. It's just such a perfect storm. It's a perfect concoction. Or a Margot Robbie. Ooh. You need someone a bit pointy. The frying is too much for me. The, this thing. We lost a day of skiing. Well, I lost a day of skiing. It just shows you like... But like, what I love about Gwyneth is... 
like she doesn't pretend to be in touch. She she doesn't pretend to eat burgers and, you know, exist in the orbit of normal people. Like she is very like in that elite world of wellness, wealth. Yeah, that's what Goop is. She's like, I know this is weird. She's personified the brand. Yeah, and she's a bit kind of like, and if she pretended to be otherwise, you wouldn't think she's genuine. Well, like we spoke about in a few episodes ago, like her eating habits are highly toxic, just not a good thing to put out in the world. And also trying to monetize your eating is really awful and very dangerous to people with disordered eating and eating disorders. But this, but she doesn't pretend though. She doesn't pretend to be like, I'm just a regular skier going down the slopes. No, she's in this elite five-star skiing resort. But like imagine trying to see for 3.1 million, like this guy, it's just... Unless there was proof, you would need, you need bulletproof proof. And even like in so many court cases when the person is right, but they don't have the evidence, you know, they, the, all those things can get thrown out. You're not going to have the evidence from a ski slope. There's no cameras. Yeah, there's all these whispers of a GoPro camera. I know there is footage, but like no one's found it. And it's like, ah, here, this was like years ago now and you still don't have the proof. Seven years ago, like I can't wait to hear. I wonder what will be out when this. Ah, uh, well, so it's an eight-person jury closing arguments today. Oh, I'm excited. Surely they'll be out. It'll be out over the weekend. So, okay, let's do finish on who, what you think will happen. Predictions. I haven't read into it, but I think she'll win. Yeah, I have a feeling she will. It just seems too too full of plot holes, and his like his activity after proves he hadn't lost to Joie de Vivre. No, his, if anything, his joie de vivre was more filled with more vive. Yeah, vava vive. No, joie, sorry. <laughs> more joie. If anything, he, yeah, if anything, he had more joie in his vive. I got loads of messages about this from um, particularly Louise and Aaron. Hello, Louise and Aaron. Can't wait for more. And my closing argument is Gwinnocent until proven guilty. That's the name of the episode, surely. <laughs> Oh my God, that's excellent. Let me write that down. Oh, That's like Shakespeare. <laughs> Did you make that up? No, it was on a few names. You made it up. That's amazing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Thank you so much for filling me that in. Mine's less meaty and more techy. Go on. It's more about the future and about AI generation vibes. To start off my topic, I'm going to send you a few appropriate images. <laughs> oh, here we go. Imagine I sent you naked pics on steak. Oh, 
Oh my god. Which one do I look at first? Yellow. All of them. They're all the same guy. Oh my god. Okay, so what I'm looking at here is <laughs> I'm sure loads of people have seen this photo over the weekend. But um Oh my god, the Pope. I saw it and I was like, oh, the Pope in a puffer. He looks like he should be sing- about to sing, you know, E17 Stay Now. Yeah, or like Gangster's Paradise. But yeah. it's, specifically, <laughs> it's specifically a Balenciaga puffer jacket. And I saw it over the weekend and I was like, oh, like that's bad. And then I saw this thing come up on Time magazine. These photos are unbelievable. Yeah, they're scary good. The orange one. I'll do a link to the ones that I'm talking about so everyone can see them because it's hard to find the three. And it went viral online like overnight. And the guy who created it is a 31-year-old construction worker from Chicago. Okay. He won't even give his last name because he didn't want to get in trouble. Wow. Um, Because there's already been messages about this being like symbolism for the money the Catholic Church spends and wastes and extravagancy and all that kind of stuff. Ah, here. You... You go to the Vatican and you find that out pretty quickly. You don't need a, a puff of jacket. I think I've spoken about my love for uh, like religious clothing previously of like bishops and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's so camp. But I would love to see the clergy getting involved in this. They should. They should modernise. In the campaigns. <laughs> could they not get the clergy involved in this sort of... Like where we're going, these puffer jackets by Balenciaga, what you wish, Gucci, whoever. (laughs) I'd love to see these walking campaigns like this and get the the ministry involved. Yeah, 100%. Rather than wearing their like old maiden clobber. Well, no, I think still wear that underneath. Historic. Yeah. And then exterior... Modern. <laughs> Everyone says the Catholic Church is so outdated. I think this is how to bring them into the, the, the new age. <laughs> put them in Balenciaga, put them in Dior, whatever you want. Off-white. Even yes. with Adidas. I don't care. A sh- little shell suit to go over. Oh my God, a shell suit and like some Yeezy, the slip-on flip-flop things. Yes, yes. Or maybe like a decorated croc. You know the ones that, Al- is it Alexander Yang did the sexy crocs? Like a bejeweled croc. It would be a re a reimagination of the Catholic Church. They need a stylist. Like Madonna, always reinventing yes. herself. The church needs to do the same. It's all about bums on seats here, and they don't have bums on seats. No, and do you know they might do that through the high fashion. I've gotten so I didn't realize I was going to go off on this tangent, but I love it. I love where we're going. Maybe you should be their stylist. I just think some collaborations <laughs> are something, and it doesn't even have to be just the Catholics. <laughs> We could get the Protestants involved. Yeah. Jewish people. I was up in Wood Green earlier. Walking billboards of Jewish people up there. Mm. We could get, you know, Baptist. There's a Baptist church near me here. Get them involved. It's about bringing people together and this is how to do it. However, the guy who did it wasn't trying to become viral, apparently. What did he? Yeah, how did it go? He said he was just kind of fiddling around and he was like, I thought it would be kind of funny to put the Pope in that. Yeah. And like, if you look at it, it's so realistic. The full selection I sent you are so realistic. But it's like, how do they get him? It's so crazy. The tilt. Yeah, and the 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 holding the water bottle, the crucifix on the exterior of the white puff, the waist cinching. Like, it's just, the whole thing is, 
Yeah. It's so real. And it was all over the news. I know. I mean, where that can kind of go is almost terrifying. Yeah. But I just looked into like what they were using and stuff. So it's this AI art tool called Mid Journey. And this tool, apparently just weeks ago, this tool couldn't recreate a realistic image of a human hand. Mm. And it can do that now. And that was only a few weeks ago. So the development of these kind of, of this AI technology is so rapid. They're like, what are we supposed to do? There's one where it's like, you can do that, put like your head on somebody else's body, similar to what happened here with the Pope. But like people are using it in like revenge porn so they could take your, That's your head and put it in a porn video and make it look like you have a sex tape. It's really scary. And like you wouldn't know. Apparently this is the second instant, but it's kind of the first one that's taken off. But the first one of recreating a figure like this and having him in a situation he wasn't in. This guy created one using the same art tool, mid-journey, to do images of Donald Trump getting arrested. See, that's the thing, Polit, you know, and then they'd have, like, how do you prove that that wasn't you? But then they're coming up with all this kind of, like, how can you spot a counterfeit image? And the technology can't really spot it. Fuck. The article I read said, like, tiny little things to look out for, but, like... To the naked eye. I, I don't know... Yeah, to the naked eye, like this one said, look at his, at his eyelid. It merges slightly with his glasses, but like you can't see that from the zoom that it's And like on. on a phone screen, you're not going to notice. Yeah. And then they said the crucifix, the way it's slanted, that doesn't look 100% right. I think it all looks completely right. What? That makes no sense. Anyone who sees the Pope is always delighted in looking at him. Like he is a walking billboard. Yeah. Think of the spawn gone. Let's hush away. Like, let's get, let's get religious leaders involved. <laughs> I don't even think they charge that much. No. They'd probably just be happy with the free I think puffer. brands are looking at this the wrong yeah, way. 100%. And like, can you imagine like news breaking like last Sunday when the Pope is given mass in like St. Peter's Basilica. Imagine being one of his like henchmen being like, oh my God, this photo, like, and then having to all rush in to their little meeting room and being like, hey, Pope. Who's going to tell him? Is these photos of you in a puffer? Like, it'd be really funny if he gave some, like, funny response or something, or if he was just like... I wish the Pope was more relatable. He's not. and No, all his views are pretty prehistoric. He's not very... Um... But they're always picking a Pope who's, who's very senior. I know they have to. Mm. But it's such a camp group. Like, you know, when they're picking the Pope and it's all the smoke that comes out when they've chosen the Pope and the triangles. and Yeah. It's so camp. Like, could they not get on that? I know. Yeah. Imagine when D&G did Courtney and Travis's wedding. Like, could Balenciaga not do the new Pope reveal? Oh, totally. Or just like Easter Sunday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll be so good. Oh, they could work with the designer a different designer every Christian festival. Like the Met. Yeah. No, would Christmas be their Met? Or Easter would be the Met? No, no. As in like their activity is an extended oh. Met. <laughs> so like Easter of white. Chanel would be... Chanel could be Christmas because there's lots of like tweeds. Yeah. They, they need a PR team. Totally. They need a, a, an overhaul of all their beliefs and also their fashion. They need to modernise, get the women in there include everybody, you know, be sound and then top it all off with the rebrand with some new clothes. Sophia's stylist and visionary 
creative and director. then everyone will be going to mass on a Sunday you, you can be create oh my god can you imagine people walking into mass <laughs> There was a designer collaboration every... And, like, the aisle like every... is, like, a natural runway. It's so camp <laughs> if you break it down. Yeah, it really is. The lighting, the stage... The candles. It's not an altar, it's a stage. The candles, <laughs> the sort of dark lighting. Mirrors, marble, it's literally asking for a fashion show. Gothic vibes are plenty. God, that was thrilling. <laughs> it was thrilling to imagine mm. in my head. I'm so sad it's not happening now. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this religious and, uh, <laughs> sorry, thank you so much for listening to 30 Flirting Perishing this week. We were live from a Utah courtroom and then went straight to the Vatican. So we have been all around the globe this episode. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Classy Cabana and at Soph underscore Lions. We'll link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And we will, uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow, ring the bell, and tell all your friends so we can quit our jobs. Before we go, I have a very quick recommendation. My friend Leanne Lochran set up a new Instagram and TikTok, and it is all about food. And I don't know, I just, I always find myself getting like hypnotized by people cooking, but just her dulcet tones in her voice and she has all these funny jokes when she's making the food. Loads of stuff that's kind of easy. There's like a slow cooker chicken curry. There's like the perfect roast potatoes. There is, oh, this za'atar carrots on a feta cheese base. Oh. Oh, amazing. And she does a cooking playlist which is super fun and cool so oh my god i'm so excited to go on that yeah it's actually like not just because it's my friend like if i had found this i I would still be recommending it. it's just a gorgeous place for some like dinner inspiration and it's not where all the ingredients you need loads of mad ingredients it's all very like cupboard friendly she's on tiktok and instagram at lilo l-e-l-o underscore lemons we'll link it in the show notes Lilo Lemons. Oh, it's like Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, it is very good. I can't wait to look at that. Thank you for the record. And thank you for listening, dear sweet friend, listener. Have a lovely brunch this weekend. Think of us, maybe quote us, and send us your suggestions for Christian festive holidays that designer houses can collab with. Collabs. What do people on the front row say? Like some Devil's Prada quote we can say. Oh, oh, um... Prada you. You know, for the Kardashians. Prada you. Oh, we forgot Prada. Hey, Pope. Prada you. What would Prada sponsor? That's something a bit dark. Halloween. Oh, that's not religious though. Yes, it is, Siwan. First confession. Imagine loads of little kids in <laughs> Prada. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Father, Son, House of Gucci. Thank you so much. Oi.